Okay. okay, so at the moment when the anchor is no longer touching the sea floor, it is away, A-W-E-I-G-H. Okay, mm. so it's not touching so the sea anchors, floor. So anchors, anchors away would mean the Bring anchor is off of the bottom. So you could move, theoretically. Mm. And, actually, and actually, if you weigh anchor... Way. You are you. If you weigh anchor, you are retrieving the anchor. Are you actually weighing it for its? Yes, 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 mm. yes. yes. We're going to, if if we weigh anchor, it means we are retrieving anchor and we're getting under underway. A different spelling. Of under. <laughs> okay, this is good. This is good content. This is good. We'll get. We should. We'll, we'll we need we another. Pe- we'll, we can pepper some of this in. The boating world needs another word for way. Welcome to the Boaters Lounge, a podcast series brought to you by Oasis Marinas. I'm Allie, and I have Andy here with me on the Boaters Lounge, where we bring on industry partners, marine experts, teammates, and friends to talk about the boating industry and community at large. Andy, what do you know about anchors? One of my best friends is an anchor, as a matter of fact. He's on the Channel 2 News, Jamie Costelli. Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah, I know plenty. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's great news, because we have Bob Arrington here, who's a real anchor expert. Oh, so he's he's like, he's like a therapist. He specializes in anchor management. That's actually exactly what we'll be talking about today. Anchoring is not for the faint of heart or the speed demons, and mastering this aspect of boating takes years of practice and understanding. But I'll let educational partner and boat captain and instructor Bob Arrington walk us through his tips and tricks on anchoring for this one. Welcome to the Boaters Lounge, Bob. Thank you, Allie. It's always a pleasure to be back with you. I'm not sure if that was a high bar or low bar Andy set there for humor and his witty responses, but uh, I'll do my best to meet <laughs> You told us earlier this is a semi-controversial topic. Uh, why is that? What makes anchoring so polarizing? Well, you know, I think it's just human nature. If, if what you're doing works for you, you might be inclined to believe that it's the only correct way to do it mm-hmm. and even espouse that to others. In anchoring, different boaters each have a chance to do it correctly, even though they're doing it differently from each other. It also has to do with there being more than one good anchor. So people become opinionated about what they're doing and how they do it. Mm. Yes, and we want to make it clear, we're only talking about the anchoring process, right? We're not talking about the different types of anchors, because that could be a show all on its own. So you'll want to know where you're going to be anchoring, and then select the anchor type before the process we're about to dig into. And this will be for all our power windless boaters today. For those that manually throw and retrieve your anchor, God bless you. So off we go, the anchoring process. Bob, where do we start? Well, let's begin by going back to something both of you just mentioned. And Andy said, it bears repeating, we're not talking about what type of anchor to be used here. So we're working on a few assumptions. You've selected the type of anchor and you have, uh, for your boat and for your boating conditions, the bottom you're going to be anchoring in. For most of our listeners, anchoring will be a two-person job where you're both ready to work together. One will be at the bow, the other at the helm controlling the boat. Now, some boats have foot pedals at the bow, so the person at the bow might also be operating the windlass. Otherwise, the person at the helm is not only controlling the boat, they're also operating the windlass. That's why the communication is important between the two of them. 
it's important that the two be able to communicate with each other, either by voice or if the helm and the bow are too far apart, headsets work great. Mm. My least favorite, but commonly used, is with hand signals. You'll see people pointing which way the anchor is, and sometimes that's difficult for the person at the helm to understand. So not long ago, we put a remote control on our boat, so now I'm up on the bow with Dory, my wife, and so we both see what the anchor is doing, and that has helped a lot. So however you do it, make sure that the person on the bow and the person at the helm are communicating with each other so the person at the helm always knows where the anchor is. Snag Slip has a great shirt that says, I'm sorry for what I said when I was docking the boat. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like this could also apply to anchoring. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, it, it absolutely can. Boy, this this uh, this is is prime for having the two people sort of arguing at each other. You know, I, you told me this. You mm-hmm. told me that. So uh, and we have watched that play out oh, in anchorages sure. on more than one occasion. Right. We've set the scene. We have the right size anchor the right one for the bottom conditions, and our crew's ready to go. So let's talk about where to anchor. Yeah, so we need to find a suitable location to anchor, right? We want it to be protected from the wind. We want it to be relatively shallow. Now, the good news about this is that we don't have to guess anymore. Um, The cruising guides and the crowdsource websites that exist today have identified just about every good anchorage along the entire eastern seaboard. And on the charts, you'll see even little anchor icons that will tell you this is a good place to anchor, this is what the bottom condition is, this is what you can expect for wind and current around this anchorage. So you don't have to guess anymore. And it makes it easy to go into a place and know what you're going to expect when you get there. It's like cheating. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. But that's okay in this case. Mm -hmm. When you're anchoring, that water depth is important. You need to know what the depth of the water is going to be. Shallower is almost always better. And you need to know what the height is of your bow from the surface of the water because it's going to be the combination of those two anchors that's going to determine what your anchor scope will be. Right. And you mentioned road before. So when we're talking about anchor road, this is the line that the anchor is attached to. And some are made of all chain and some have chain and rope. Correct. Okay. So the all chain versus chain and rope road and conditions make a big difference in determining how much road to let out. If you're anchoring for a swim or a lunch break, uh, there might be boats around you. How does that play into calculating scope and assessing some of your swinging room? Well, you're correct, Allie. And the difference is that if you have all chain, because the chain is heavier than the combination of chain and rope, you can put less out. Because not only is the anchor holding you, but the chain is holding you as well. Mm. And so there is a big difference between those two. In terms of the other boats that are around you, you want to know how much you're going to have out because we are going to swing around our anchor. If the wind changes direction, we could swing a 360-degree circle around the anchor. And you want all the boats to swing together. So the first rule of anchoring etiquette is when you arrive to a harbor or a cove where you're going to anchor, if there are other boats there, they have priority. So it's your job to stay away from them. So they've staked out their position. You want to make sure when you anchor, you're not interfering with them. 
So it's important to know how much anchor road they have out or what their scope is. If they have 100 feet of anchor chain out and you're going to come in and you're only going to put out 50 feet of chain, you're not going to swing in concentric circles to each other. And so you could end up hitting each other at opposing points in that swing and opposing points in that radius. And so it, it wouldn't even be unusual to ask someone how much chain they have out. Mm-hmm. Call them on the radio or if you can get close enough to yell over to them from deck to deck and say, you know, we're going to be anchoring nearby. How much chain do you have out? Oh, you have 150 feet of chain out. I know that I need to stay at least that far away from you when I drop my anchor. That's a good tip. That's a really good tip. So you want to make sure that um, you're staying far away from them. And it, it's so funny how boats act like magnets. You could pull into this huge harbor. You could drop your anchor. There's not another boat in sight. And another boat will come in behind you an hour later and they'll anchor 50 feet away from mm-hmm. you. It's like there's two miles of beach here you could anchor. You're going to anchor 50 feet away from me. Come on, man. And it happens all the time. So you have to be mindful of that. Don't get too close. And you need to know what your plans are. Is this just a beach where you're going to anchor for lunch for the day and you know that you, along with all of the other boats there, are going to to pick up and and move in an hour Mm -hmm. or a few hours? Or are you traveling along the ICW and you're going to pull off for the night and you're going to be there overnight? So knowing how long you're going to be there, how long the other boats might be there, could determine where you're going to set your anchor. And it also could determine how much anchor road you're going to put out. You know you're only going to be for a few hours. You're not going to leave the boat. That's one thing. You're going to be overnight where you're sleeping and you want that extra security of more chain out or more anchor road out. You know, determine that ahead of time. Totally different. Okay, so you know how much road you need and what your scope is. So now can you just can you drop the anchor or what's the next step? Well, not quite. We've, we've got a we've got a get our bow up into the wind and we have to know what the wind and the current is doing. Um, sometimes current will overtake wind. So whatever is affecting your boat the greatest, that's what you want to put your bow into. You want to bring the boat to a complete stop. Um, whoever's controlling the windlass will then start to lower the anchor. The person at the bow will be able to tell when the anchor hits the bottom. Either the chain will sound different or the windlass will sound different when it doesn't have the weight of the chain hanging on it anymore. Or you'll even see if it's a nylon rope, you'll see it go slack a little bit when the when the anchor hits the bottom. So you're going to listen for that and be ready to then start to move the boat once that happens. Okay, so better might think, okay, now we're finished. We've got slack on the line. What's the next step? So not quite yet. Slow down. Okay. So we're going to... We're going to, we still have to make sure that anchor set. It, it, it amazes me the number of times I see a boat do what you just said, Andy. The anchor's on the bottom. They're good to go. Lunchtime. But it doesn't mean the anchor is buried and set in the bottom. So we've got to get that ready. So once the anchors touch the bottom, either the person on the bow communicates that or the person at the helm knows that. Give it a few seconds, maybe a slow count to three, one, two, and three. Now put the boat in reverse because you want to start to back the boat away from the anchor. You don't want chain or rope to pile up on top of the anchor Mm -hmm. because it could foul the anchor and cause the anchor not to set in the bottom. 
So what you're doing is you're backing up slowly and you're allowing the chain or your anchor road to play out across the bottom, leaving the anchor where you set it. You don't want to drag the anchor. So you don't want to back the boat up any faster than the windlass is playing out the line. So when I'm watching like cartoons, they show the boat will drop the anchor and then they'll start like pulling it back and then they'll be dragging the anchor until it catches on a big rock. And then finally, like, okay, we're secure. That's only like in a hurricane or something, right? You're really just leaving it there and backing up slowly. Well, there are anchors. So the the kind of anchor you see in the cartoons were the kinds of anchors that ships carried on hundreds of years ago. And those anchors worked strictly off of weight. They were never intended to bury themselves in the bottom. And yes, by the nature of their flukes, by the shape of the anchor fluke, those are the points that come out the side, they could catch on something in the bottom. Back then, we didn't care if you caught on coral or you didn't even know what was down there. Scuba hadn't been invented yet. Underwater cameras hadn't been invented yet. So, so the sailors didn't know what was down there and they wanted to catch on a rock or heaven, bid, heaven forbid, catch on a piece of coral, which we don't want to do anymore. But those anchors were working just on the weight. Modern anchors today bury themselves into the bottom, and that's what's offering the resistance. So the cartoons were sort of correct. We're just not using that kind of anchor so it's more anymore. Like friction rather than weight, right? Yeah, exactly, okay. right. Yeah, we, we, want, we want the resistance of the anchor buried into the mud or buried into the sand okay. now. And how do you know how much road that you've let out? Well... If some boats have a counter where you, it, it's digitally giving the person at the helm how many feet has played out. Um, but in the absence of that, a variety of methods have been um, invented to mark the chain or mark the rope. You can take wire ties and you can weave them through the line and, and pull them together. Or you can, um, uh, you can buy at, the, at, the, at West Marine or the stores like that, you can buy little tags that will, you will weave into the chain or lock into the chain. And they're color-coded. Maybe they have a number on them, 50 or 100, to tell you what they are. If you have all chains, sometimes people will paint it. They'll lay it out on the dock, and they'll paint it with red spray paint. Um, and they'll mark it at 50-foot or 20-foot sections along the way. Paint's probably my least favorite because it just flakes off and collects in the bottom of the anchor locker. We take brightly colored parachute cord and we weave it. We have all chain on our boat and we weave the brightly colored parachute cord in and out of the links uh, along the chain over about a one foot section. Mm -hmm. And then I do that at 50 feet, at 75 feet, at 100, at 150. And so we know when that piece of cord plays out over the bow pulpit, we have when it's the red cord, it's 50 feet. When it's the green cord, it's 100 feet or whatever the case may be, different, use different color cord. And so you have to have some method of determining how much you have out, either by marks in the chain or the counter. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now can we go swimming or put burgers on the grill? Not quite. We're getting close, though. We're getting close. We've let all of the anchor out. We've let all of the chain or the rope out, but we don't know that the anchor is buried. It's just maybe sitting on the bottom. So the flukes of the anchor are pointing down into the mud or into the bottom. And now by slowly taking some resistance on it, by backing down on that, we can start to bury the anchor. Before we do that, though, we want to take the line and either 
take it off of the windlass and cleat it on the bow, or we want to engage a chain stop. What we're doing here is we're stopping the load when we're pulling on the anchor line by having the boat in reverse. We're stopping that load from being transferred to the windlass because it's not intended to take it. Have you seen any issues where a boater forgets to cleat the line off and well, yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. I mean, it certainly could happen. I, I've seen people forget to attach the anchor rope anywhere and oh. <laughs> continue to back out until it's placed right off the end of the boat. So you do want to make sure it's attached to the boat. Um, but, yeah, so cleat it off. Make sure that you're putting the strain on a cleat or on a chain stop. And now with the boat in reverse, gently backing away, you're burying that anchor into the mud and you're really making sure it's set when you're doing that you can look from side to side um, out, out off each beam of the boat and you can find a point on shore or you maybe find a marker a red marker or a green marker and use that to judge whether the boat is moving or not mm-hmm. and that'll tell you whether that anchor is set what's a snubber what would yeah, you use you, that for yeah so a snubber good question so a snubber is a piece of nylon rope, it's only used if you have all chain. Because you imagine now you've got all your chain out and maybe the wind picks up a little bit or you've got a little bit of chop on the surface and the boat's bouncing up and down Mm -hmm. and that chain is jerking. Well, that chain has no stretch or no elasticity to it at all. And that's a pretty hard jerk on the boat or on maybe on the cleat or the Mm -hmm. chain stop. So if you take a nylon line Maybe it's three-strand or maybe it's multi-plate that has some elasticity to it. With a hook, you attach that to the chain, and then you bring that line back to the cleats on the boat. And now that's acting as sort of a shock absorber Mm -hmm. in between the boat and the chain. And it softens the load on the boat in a high wind or any chop on the surface. Um, And it really helps make it be more comfortable at anchor if it's all chain. You wouldn't use it if you have a nylon rope. Okay, so now we're good, right? We've done everything we needed to do. It's calm seas. Are we ready? Are we good? Andy, you're in a hurry. Allie, <laughs> didn't you say this was not for speed? I want to go swimming. <laughs> I know you do. So we'll, we'll get you to slow down here a little bit. Now there's still one more thing we have to do. We may think the boat is set. We may think that anchor's buried in. But we want something to tell us if, in fact, it moves. And that's an anchor alarm. So it uses GPS technology, and if the boat moves beyond where we set it, an alarm's going to go off. Chart plotter you have at your helm will mm-hmm. have a, an anchor drag alarm built into it. A lot of the, the, the popular boating apps like Aquamaps has a really good anchor drag alarm. So you set that, and it'll tell you if the boat moves more than 25 feet or 50 feet from wherever you set it. It's really important if you're going to be spending the night. Right. Because you don't want to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning with the boat up against the beach because you didn't know your anchor was dragging or, heaven forbid, dragging to another boat. Now, I've never used an anchor alarm, but is there a threshold that it alarms if you move too far? Yes. So if you've put out 100 feet of anchor chain. Your boat is 100 feet away from the anchor, Mm -hmm. but the boat can swing in a whole circle. 
which means if it was stretched out all the way in one direction and then the wind reverses itself and it stretches out in the opposite direction, the boat now could be 200 feet away from where you originally set that anchor alarm. So the way it works is that the anchor alarm ends up a circle around your boat. Got it. And if you leave that circle, the alarm goes off. Right. Okay. So you, so you want to keep the boat contained within the circle that you mm-hmm. established on your chart plotter or on your app. That makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah. You're, you're, so you're staying within that radius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, Andy, we can go swimming. Yay. <laughs> so we've had our fun. We did our lunch break, swam, hung out at the island. What about recovering your anchor? Uh, how do we pull the anchor back up? Do we really have to pull it up? I'm having fun here, right? I mean, we're at, we're at a great beach. We're enjoying it. But I guess we do at some point have to leave or go back to work, don't we? Someone's got to work. Yeah, someone's got to work. Well, it's fairly simple because we're pretty much going to re- reverse the process in how we got here. So we're back to our partnership now. We're back to our team. Mm-hmm. One person's going to be on the boat, on the bow. One person's going to be at the helm. Now, this one's important because the person we now starting the engines, those propellers are spinning underneath the water and we want to keep them far away from that chain or that rope. So we want to make sure that the person at the bow is telling the person at the helm the direction of that chain or that rope. So we so we're always keeping the bow toward the chain, Mm -hmm. working our way back to where the anchor is on the bottom. So either by hand signals or by voice command, we're telling the person where that is. And the person on the bow or whoever's controlling the windlass, while you're slowly moving forward, you're bringing, you're retrieving the chain back into the boat. Don't use the windlass to pull the boat to the anchor. Mm. That's, that, that is in excess of what the windlass was meant to do. Sometimes I see people doing that. So you want to use the boat to to work your way forward while you're doing that. With Um, the lawn still cleated or have we untied it? Good question. You've uncleated it or you've released the chain break, right? So now the windlass is working again Mm -hmm. and that's now what is uh, retrieving the anchor and bringing it back into the boat. So now anchors are away? Anchors are away, exactly. So away means it's back, right? Away, away so when an anchor is away, anchor's away, the the, the Navy song, away means the anchor is off of the bottom of the seafloor. So anchor's away, you're weighing anchor, you're bringing it up. Okay, and then when you put it away, the anchor is now away. Really away. Uh, That's a a different away. Different spelling, (laughs) away. We need to have a a way of knowing which away is the right away. Yeah, boating community, let's come up with a different word. And you want to make sure that the anchor is secured back into the bow pulpit. So you brought everything in, the anchor's back in, the chain and all the ropes back where it belongs. We were underway one day, and after we had anchored at the beach for the day, they put their anchor away, they pulled it back up, but they didn't secure it. Now we're heading back across the Chesapeake Bay, and the anchor starts to come out. I have seen that before. Yeah, they're doing 25 knots across the bay and the anchor and the chain starts to come out. Mm -hmm. That's dangerous. So once you've retrieved everything, make sure that anchor's tied off in the bow pulpit again. 
And if you can, rinse it off as it's coming up, right? Because there's a lot of gunk on there. Especially in the Chesapeake Bay. Mm -hmm. It's a good bay mud. It's great for holding, but it makes a mess when it comes Mm -hmm. back in. So, yeah. So, rinse it off as it comes back in. And then we're off to our next adventure. Yeah. We are. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with us. Andy, do you feel better about anchoring now? Well, my lack of understanding is no longer weighing on me now. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing he's going to keep his day job, Allie. Yeah. Uh, anchoring, it, anchoring is one of the best parts about boating. It allows us to be out away from the pier and away from the dock and have the fresh air and uh, just in, enjoy boating and the, and the water at its best. So docking's the worst part, but anchoring is the best part. Understand. It can be. That's exactly right. Great. Well, thank you for joining us in the Boaters Lounge today. You are very welcome. It's always a pleasure to be with you and uh, share our uh, our boating experience with your listeners. Cool. That was a good one. That was good. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us in the Boaters Lounge today. I hope you enjoyed this chat and episode with Bob Arrington on anchoring. Be sure to stay tuned for our upcoming video with Bob on anchoring where he will walk us through this exact process. And tune in each week for more from Oasis Marinas, including interviews with company leaders and team members, discussions with our partners and industry friends, voters' tips, tricks, and more. If you're a fan of the show, follow us on social and throw us a like at Oasis Marinas on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If there's a guest or topic you'd like us to feature, let me know. Email me at marketing at oasismarinas.com. In the meantime, keep the throttle down and sails tight. So... Anchors away! (laughs) So long. (laughs) 